0: There's been a lot of outcry here for a number of years, really, not just because of this incident that we should be able to sort of hear what the referees are talking to each other about. We see it rugby union. You see it in cricket. You see it in tennis. Like you say, you get to see all of that played out in front of your eyes. Do you think football is right to sort of keep it behind the closed curtain or should we be more transparent and open with what's going on?
1: Uh, I think in the beginning, I think it was important that we didn't, we didn't, reveal those communications in the beginning for the simple fact is you had a lot of officials having to retrain their brain and their mindset. We okay. never had technology. It was just introduced. So the it's beginning a- of it, right? So since 2017, we've had it major league soccer. Uh, I think premier league adopted it in 2018 or applied it okay. after we did. Yeah. So now we're, I mean, we're really just talking five years of VAR at the premier league. And the first couple of years I said, no, um, don't reveal the audio tape. Uh, the officials are still working through it. This is the highest level. There's so much scrutiny. Let us get comfortable with it first. It's a completely different skill set. Many individuals who are good on the field aren't good in the booth and vice versa. Um, it is a completely different mindset uh, when you go in there and how you process things as, we, as we're learning a uh, lifetime in front of you all. Things we knew, but now you guys are learning. Um, now I do think we're at the point, especially a good reference you know, of uh, rugby and cricket, Um, Those are the ones I've been taking a look at too, when people are crying out for that audio it's so clear and you don't see as much animosity, maybe tribalism doesn't exist as strongly there. I don't want to say that because I'm not very familiar with those two sports and I can imagine they still do. Um, But I think we're now at that point where the VAR and the implementation by referees are now at, you know, VAR 2.0. 1.0 was we're crawling like we're not even crawling, really, right? We were just learning to be alive and yeah. breathing. And now we're at the point where we're crawling, and now we're at the point where we're about essentially walking. So I think it's okay. I think at the immediate moment, um, the VAR communication back and forth between the referee and the VAR booth should not be released live. Um, and I think that it, it's important so that the officials are able to have that free that is necessary without this overriding... Yeah thought in their brain that i'm being judged at this moment of the exact words i'm saying and that could kind of disrupt that communication um trust me it's enough knowing that your audio tape is being listened i know my audio tapes were always listened by fifa because we were okay. we were the they were the i call us the test tube right for var um so that's already known in the back but you mm-hmm. know after the fact i don't see an issue with releasing uh much of the audio um because it does it provides clarity and i think if anything it encourages people to truly understand what it is we're saying the check complete. Now everyone understands what we're saying, right? When you hear Sam recommending an off field review for serious foul play studs going through the knee with speed, force contact. Now we're talking about FIFA considerations and now not only are analysts going to be using the same language we use, but now the fans are going to be able to appreciate you guys have a higher level of football understanding. So it's not lost on you um, as much, but at least it it has us speaking all the same language and can satisfy some of those, which is great. The fact that you guys care what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> that. Some that nobody cares what we're saying.
0: <laughs> no, well, yeah, we definitely care over here. Yeah, that'd be the most listened to part of the fuzzy match, I reckon. But yeah. it's interesting because. You're right. It, was sort of, it opened up a human element as well, I think, to a lot of officials, which we don't really have at the moment because we don't really hear from them sort of day to day. I mean, a little bit more now when you've got the likes of Mike Dean and Dermot Gallagher as well coming out and doing media stuff after they've retired. So hearing more from them in the day to day might help that. But I also think it would help us understand the pressure of the situation a little bit more as well, because you're right, like we don't know exactly what they're going through. At the time, we all see it as black and white. and Some of us have got tinted glasses on when it comes to our team, of course. But <laughs> if we could understand a little bit more exactly what was going on at the time, it might make us a little bit more sympathetic, potentially. Potentially, not definitely. Um, last no, question. Yeah, not definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking from my own you know, calm persona. Um, just finally, before I let you go, you've touched upon it just there as, as you were talking. When it comes to specialist VARs and specialist on-field referees do you think that's a world we should be living in now because over here I don't know what different leagues are like again but they kind of interchange all the time one week they'll be doing an on-pitch refereeing job the next week they'll be fourth official and then they'll be in VAR and so on and so forth do you think Somewhere down the line, maybe in the near future, maybe in the distant future, there will be a world whereby certain groups of referees are just better at being in VAR, they react, they handle those situations, and vice versa, some are better at being on pitch. Do you think that's where we should be living? A
1: lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Uh, So we are currently living in that Um, In the MLS In in the MLS um, In FIFA There's certain Actually FIFA has a VAR uh, uh, What is it? Video match official A VMO badge already A FIFA (laughs) VMO badge um, so those that you saw at world cup who were in the VR booth were exclusively there just for video match official to be a VAR in those games. And it's the same thing with an assistant VAR. Um, at times the assistant VAR would interplay and they would still go from the booth to the field. Yeah. And it's just really because we still need to increase our numbers. Um, you know, as kind of a mentioned, there's some people who have that mindset, but You also kind of have to have had a higher level of football experience because you need to know what should be recommended as a clear and obvious error based upon expectations of that match, right? So what could be a red card potentially in a youth match may not be a red card in a pro game. And that sounds really mind-boggling to people, but right, what football expects could be different depending upon skill set, level, and truly the type of contact and speed. Um, So that's already going in that progression. Um, I can tell you in Major League Soccer we don't have – Yet, someone specifically only for it, but there are individuals who are clearly just doing VAR and not doing as much match officials, um, but have stepped. Or we have individuals who stepped off the field and are just doing, um, have retired essentially from the field, but are doing their experiences is incremental like uh kevin scott Scott, who had been part of mls since its beginning he just stepped Mm -hmm. off the field last year he's now in the booth right and he's he's getting it down uh very very much although he's been part of it he's now doing that continuously so it will evolve there and if i go back to the infancy um you know analogy is like we're still at the point where we need to one increase our troops when it comes to on-field officials um And I think that's what people don't realize is if we don't develop our referees similar to how we develop players, and you guys do a very good job of developing homegrown players in your youth level, you know, we don't have that with the referees um, at this point. So we're already struggling to get the most qualified officials on the field in a professional level game to take them off the field and put them in the booth (laughs) now reduces our numbers, especially as you know, there's more football, there's more cups, there's more leagues, there's more international matches. There's, there's just so much more football that goes on. Um, So we just need to increase our numbers or increase our groups. And I can't emphasize it enough. Not only do we need more investment financially into the referee uh, groups and developments starting at the youth level, but we also need more human resources and personnel who are actually developing and training and who actually have jobs. In this You guys are further further along the head of us than we are here in the states. Um, but and, and everyone's like you just can't throw money at the issue no, but at the same time you cannot not throw you know money at the issue to develop the right personnel to educate, train and really retention um, retention very early on. I'm pretty sure we've lost plenty of really qualified referees or players who, who play football who may not go on to play professional or collegiate or university, at least, um, who could, who could go into the refereeing side. That's how I got into it. There was no way to play women's pro soccer in the United States. So I said, Hey, let me go do the referee thing. I can never play on the women's national team, but I can go referee the best women in the world. And so I think we just need to convert a lot of those individuals as well too.
0: No, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that pathway is really interesting, actually, and it's it's amazing that we've seen a lot of the shift, certainly from ex footballers, is now media. I mentioned Jamie Carragher and Frank Lampard twenty minutes ago, yeah. and their shift wasn't to oh, I'll go and be a referee now. It was I want to work in the media. So maybe we do need to sort of address that balance as well. And I've seen, I've heard countless horror stories from young referees getting abused and stuff like that at grassroots level and they give up refereeing because of that and that's another thing that needs dressing 100% but I did just want to touch on something I know I've said the last question and I promise you this will yeah. be the last one you said there about ex-footballers whenever this type of thing happens in the media some of these ex-footballers that i'm talking about they come out and say you need an ex-footballer in the box because they understand how football works they played the game we've seen it with curtis jones's red card they don't, don't want to dwell on that too much but a lot of ex-footballers coming out and saying Gavin Neville at the time saying that's just a football incident it happens what's your take on that you laughed when i said this so what's your take
1: i laugh because i i work with jamie uh for champions league here yeah. domestically for cbs sports and uh I hear this all the time from him and Terry Henry. And I I, I laugh because I have a job as a media analyst for the rules because ex-footballers don't know the laws. (laughs) Nope. Yeah, okay. So I we, I mean, is the is the learning gap slower or is the learning gap smaller if ex-footballers start going into it? Yes, it is. But I think if you take any ex-footballer and you put them through referee courses and you teach them, and it is more neutral based that we look at considerations, the mindset changes. I know that for me to jump from the refereeing side to watching my daughter play or trying to, you know, become a Leeds fan, uh, prior to it, it was popular to become a Leeds fan, FYI. Um, it a good friend of mine here at Stateside, is a huge
0: Leeds fan. I thought you were. I can see the scarf. So yeah, yeah, that, I yeah, thought that yeah. was Leeds. I was going to mention it. Oh, yeah. I went through
1: customs last year in January. Okay. The lady's like, who are you going to come to see? I'm like, oh, Leeds. She's like, no American followers. Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse <laughs> Marsh. <laughs> was Jesse Marsh. That, that, was, it, that yeah. was way before I right? <laughs> was trending before. Um, And so, yeah, so I'm keeping my stuff. Uh, I'm not just a bandwagon person. But that being said is it? it you could take an ex-footballer and uh, every ex-footballer come. We'll throw you in the booth. But you're going to learn very, very quickly. It's not as easy as you think it is. And when they're saying, oh, the red card, and you know, that should be, it hit the ball first. Well, of course it hit the ball first. And we've had that argument. Oh, I got ball first. But now you got to start seeing it from a neutral perspective of not just the attacker's perspective, but the defender's perspective. And you got to start using considerations like speed, force. Um, did it go through the leg? Was it higher up? They'll then realize, and it's kind of when a, when an ex footballer, and that's why I said they'll get it if they jump into it. When you review tape, um, after your match and you learn, Hey, here are some of the best considerations or here's the the play I should have made, or what I did was okay, but it could have been better if we did it that way. Um, so yeah, no problem. Ex-footballers come, And ironically, the majority of referees are ex-footballers. They might not have gone and played at the pro levels and we'll take the pro levels, but I think they'll learn very quickly. And I always joke with Jamie, I was like, Hey, we'll put you in and we'll give you, put you in front of the VAR booth with all the cameras and you call the shots and you tell the video operator, which angles you need. And you hit the button and you see the timing thing. You'll just, it would be great to also put a stress test on him and Terry Henry and see where their hearts, hearts flutter at that.